up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. Don't let that team stay in the way. He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going Devin Smith. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh, and Graham for the touchdown. Crab shoots it high on the right for three. This is the Buckeye Show. All right. So good to be here with all of you fine Buckeye football fans. I am Timmy Hall. Happy Friday. Happy football Friday. We got a high school football Friday night coming at you. It's Iowa week. It's game day eve. A lot of reasons. TGIF, all that good stuff. All that crap. It's great. By the way, we are brought to you by our good friends at Moo Moo Express Car Wash. That's the home of the Unlimited Wash Club and also by Care Source. We've got a lot to get to. We don't have a ton of time. We will have a podcast exclusive, so... It will bump the show up more closer to an hour. We didn't quite do we didn't quite do a half an hour with our guy Pat Murphy, but beers and buckeyes, so some suds and some bucks will be coming your way on the podcast feed exclusively. We are we're heavier on the brew talk. But of course there's lots of buckeye talk as well on it as well. Getting ready for Iowa, looking at some other things, because that's what it's all about this week. And uh, we we leave it up to the Hawkeyes. We leave it up to Iowa to prove us wrong. But that's where we're at with this. I mean, everybody thinks so. The, the boys in Vegas aren't making lines like this just for nothing because they don't know what they're doing. This is a 30-point spread for the Buckeyes here. And as we just left off in the crosstalk they're talking, you heard what Common Man's prediction was, 42 to nothing. I'm, I'm not going to be far off from him. I'll just I'll come out with it right now. We'll change up the process of how we do this because I will hit you with our with our, our a beefier a a a more intense, more energetic final walkthrough than uh, you've been accustomed to. Where I get my favorite NFL theme, bed music going, and we just we fly through every all the details, all the things with this matchup tomorrow. We'll hit you with that five minutes before the end of this uh, this op- show opening segment here. But forty five to nothing. I'm just going to come out with it. There we there we have it. I'll throw in a throw in a field goal, and that's going to be the score for this one tomorrow. That's so that would hit the under. Over under I saw was fifty for this ball game, and Bucks favored by thirty. So yeah, they they easily cover. Like that's that's how I feel about this one. This Iowa offense has been so putrid. Everybody back there on Ohio State's defense should be licking their chops to go and play football tomorrow. And it's about the rest of the season as a whole, as opposed to just this football game against Iowa. Don't take anything for granted. You know, don't get me wrong on that. Celebrate a college football Saturday, celebrate a a noon kickoff, all those things. They are good. And then when uh, I want to throw this in here too, before, before we get going, the fact that Jackson Smith and Jigba could make his return I just, I feel like just because the wide receiver group has been this good. So maybe you want to talk about value to a football team. You talk about MVPs, right? It, it theoretically then would need to be somebody that if you take away the team kind of crumbles, but isn't this more of what you would want that you can lose a fantastic player. This is college sports too. Like you, nobody is holding you back and how you want to recruit. And if Ohio state wants to outwork and out recruit everybody and have this crazy depth, then that should be a pat on the back for them. Cause anybody else can go out there and do it. 
And nobody's forcing these kids to come into this wide receiver room that's seven guys, eight guys, nine guys, you know, deep before you see daylight where you can be a starting wide receiver here. And it doesn't also, it's almost like Ohio State as a whole. Just because they haven't played the toughest schedule in college football does not mean they might not be the best. Same as Jackson Smith and Jigba, not a part of that crew. They've been incredible, probably the best wide receiver unit in America. That doesn't mean that he's not one of the best because we saw it. We saw it with our own eyes, and that dude could be coming back, and I'm excited for him. I I was excited for this, too. Julian Fleming, who's done a nice job, and we asked him to step it up because of his star power on the trail, and he's done it this year as he's been healthy. And these guys, there's such a brotherhood there. They they want JSN to be back, and they were very, very animated about this after practice on Wednesday when they met with the media. Here was Julian. It's it's a huge boost, huge confidence boost. It's great to have him back. Obviously, we've missed him the past the past couple weeks, and it's you know it's great to see his face back in the mix and uh, you know seeing what he could do on the field just in practice and everything like that. So, I mean, that's one of my brothers, so I mean, I, I'm, I'm super excited for him. I'm super excited to play with him again. Yeah, and you know what? That's That's pretty big coming from a guy who's clearly the number three wide receiver and it's only natural right if Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to come back if he's going to be again if he comes back tomorrow Ryan Day was talking about a sort of a pitch count so to speak when you work that in that might be the case but Jackson Smith and Jigba if he is what he was I'd like to think that he will be if he's even going to put it on the line because we had that old song and dance of would he just not come back and get ready for the draft process. But no, he's not like that. You're seeing him. He cares about this team. He cares about a team that can possibly win a a national championship. It's something that matters to these guys. So I think it's an incredible storyline to throw in, to factor in here where a guy that great could give a team a spark. An already unbelievable offense would just make it that much more difficult for defenses to try to stop. All right, tri- hey, Triple H, you ready for a, for a little final walkthrough here on a Friday night? You feeling like it? Because it's time. Let's hit it right now, baby. All right, everybody, back at it here. Fast and furious with a week eight final walkthrough. We have a challenge this week. Is this going to be a, a tough game for the Buckeyes? No. It's Iowa. Yeah, all right. It's Iowa. Thank you, Ray Kinsella. The Hawkeyes will have to find some other things to challenge ourselves. Let's get you the file on this one, though. Ohio State comes in at 6-0, 3-0 in Big Ten play, ranked second in America. Iowa unranked, 3-3, 1-2 in Big Ten play. The Buckeyes lead the all-time series, 46 wins, 15 losses, and three ties. Last played in 2017. Ah! Just forget about that one right now. We're going to be partying hard on campus with our pregame show at 6.30 on Lane. And then the famous tailgate show, 8.30 in the morning next to St. John Arena. The pregame coverage from the network guys gets started at 10.30. Last time Iowa was here, that was 2013. 34-24 win for the Buckeyes, led by Braxton Miller. And, of course, Ohio State's going for their eighth straight home win against the Hawkeyes. Let's go back to the beginning of the week. What was Ryan Day up to on that bye week weekend? We started off by taking some family photos in the morning, uh, which my wife wanted to make sure she checked that one off the box. And then uh, we watched football. And then we took uh, the kids and a couple of their friends to a haunted corn maze, haunted house. And um, it was it was fun. We, we had a blast. The kids had a blast. And uh, it was good to feel somewhat normal for a weekend. Wow, what a day. The only thing he left out there was the trip to Home Depot, I think. Stuff like that. Maybe Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't know. I don't know if we'll have enough time. 
All right, let's look at Iowa for a little bit here. Kirk Ferentz, the longtime head coach at his press conference. You don't want to look too much at the quarterback Spencer Petras's numbers because they are bad. They are not good. But how does he try to evaluate a guy like that? I think he's done a good job handling the circumstances, and that's that's really you know going back to the evaluation question. That's really how we do it. We try to be realistic about what the picture looks like and then you know make a fair assessment. I think he's done a lot of good things. I think he's improved. I think he's gained confidence, as crazy as that may sound. Um, you know, and uh, I think he's doing a lot of good things out there. And we, you know, we just need to get better collectively, offensively. That's my uh, my encouragement. I love how the coach is using phrasing like as crazy as that may sound. I mean, you're getting better. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, right? You watch the games outside of Brian Ferentz, his son, offensive coordinator, finding Coach Klein's green notebook with the tricks. It is not going to get much better. This is the play. This is the play. But Ryan Day is a nice guy, and he shows respect when you're playing a game. This was him on Iowa. You know, their, their style is similar to some of the teams we played where, you know, they want to control the game. You know, they're not looking or interested in, in you know, scoring a million points or getting a, a ton of yards. They want to just win the game, and that's, that's their focus. And you can tell that they're complimentary, and they've done that for a long time, and it's a winning uh, recipe. So, um, you know, we're not going to look too far into that and just, you know, make sure that we're identifying how to go win the game. All right, you can... Give some credit where it's due to the Iowa defensive system. Defensive coordinator Phil Parker, he's been there forever. He's an Ohioan, so you know he's good. They're linebackers like Jack Campbell, great football name, Seth Benson. Those guys have been doing their thing. They've got the number three scoring defense in America, giving up just under 10 points per game. They've got the number seven total defense, giving up 264 yards per game. Does it surprise you, though? Ohio State has the number five ranked total defense in America, giving up 253 per game, only behind Illinois, Boise State, Georgia, and Michigan. Jim Knowles, he's also a Nostradamus. Right after Ryan Day expressed that he would like a top 10 defense right away, Jim didn't stop there. Remember that? What goes through my mind is that, you know, I wish you would have said top five, you know, because that's that's what we expect, you know. Yeah, top five. That's what they are right now. Lathan Ransom, he's been a tremendous safety for the Buckeyes. He talked about how much fun it is playing for Jim Knowles. Uh, Y'all be surprised. Coach Knowles has a lot of personality. I mean, he's a a super fun dude to play for. Um, Always finds new ways to, uh, to keep us engaged and I think that's that's one thing that's definitely stood out for me and then he's done such a great job just changing the culture of the whole defense and uh, I think we all just appreciate him for that and I think that's why we play so hard for him all right all right I'm gonna do something bad I'm gonna read out some Iowa offensive numbers I know you probably don't want me to do it I'm doing it doing it anyway offense right now this hide the children really don't let them listen out of 131 college football teams, the rankings. Scoring offense, 127, 14.7 points per game. Third down percentage, 296. That's 124th. Passing touchdowns, only two. One, two. That's 130th. Total defense, 238 yards per game. 131st. They only have seven touchdowns. Seven all season. CJ will throw you six in a game. Don't let their Rutgers score fool you. Their defense scored twice in that game. So, holy cow, where's the Tylenol? Tomorrow is game day. Have a good time. Hopefully you run into Beamer. And I hope to see you out there. All right. How'd we do? Walkthrough, final walkthrough, week eight edition. This, it's it's Iowa, right? It's like, like they say in Field of Dreams, it's not heaven for college football. It sure as heck ain't that. It's where offense goes to die. 
Let's shut those guys out. That's the task for the defense. We're going to get you guys your final hashtags of the week as we look at some pretty stellar grades for one Buckeye defender in particular. And we'll end this football Friday with the the last thing that'll get you ready for game day tomorrow. We'll call it the sound clip of the week. So your clip of the week coming your way as well. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. A lot of hosts have been on our airways in the past 30 years. Some good, some bad, some really bad. Anyway, sorry for that. The fan. Health insurance companies are expected to carry health benefits, but CareSource does so much more. We look beyond doctors' offices and hospitals to see the challenges that face our members. Then we help them achieve not just better health, but better lives. Along with great benefits, we also help our members find stable jobs, housing, childcare, and rides so they can find greater independence. At CareSource, we're removing barriers. We're improving lives. We're reimagining healthcare. My name is Lloyd Lester. I'm a bus operator here at Coda. Our day-to-day in the transit is to meet people around Columbus. I enjoy coming to work for our customers. A lot of people are new to the city, so that leaves that up to us to help them along as best possible. Some of the people on the bus, you'll end up with friendships you didn't expect. Customer service on wheels is what we do. Join Team Coda today at coda.com slash careers. Here are five big reasons to buy a Toyota Highlander. It's built in the USA. It's got room for up to eight. Highlander's the best-selling SUV in its class. Highlander all-wheel drive is one of 15 different all-wheel drive Toyotas. And the number one reason, the great fuel savings. At an EPA-estimated 36 MPG, Highlander Hybrid could save thousands in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. I know a lot of you really want the State Farm Personal Price Plan, but what's with the oversharing? Like this message from Sarah. Hi, Jake from State Farm. I eat hard-boiled eggs, like shell and all. Mm, The crunch is exquisite. You don't need to get that personal. The State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. Buckeyes, I'm Kurt Lewis, United Healthcare of Ohio CEO and graduate of The Ohio State University. United Healthcare and the Ohio Chamber of Commerce believe healthy small businesses are vital to our economy. That's why we're ready to give your small business a big promotion at no cost to you through our small business sweepstakes. Winners receive radio promotion, social media recognition, and more. To enter, visit OhioStateBuckeyes.com slash UHC. United Healthcare, proud sponsor of Ohio State. State athletics. For terms and conditions, visit ohiostatebuckeyes.com slash UHC. Sweepstakes rules and restrictions apply. Did you know that Ohio Stadium is celebrating 100 years? Now you can show your spirit and adoration with a commemorative bottle of Ohio Stadium wine. These deep-etched, hand-painted wine bottles honoring 100 years of the shoe are officially licensed by The Ohio State University and available for a limited time only. Visit manoswine.com for more information. That's M-A-N-O-S-W-I-N-E.com. 21 and over. Please drink responsibly. Ryan Day's Buckeyes are back in action for a Big Ten battle with Iowa. Live fan coverage starts Saturday morning at 6.30 with the kick at noon. Proud to be your flagship home for Buckeye football. The fan Ohio sports destination. Where every segment is another Buckeye surprise. You've got the Buckeye show. Yes, you do. Timmy Hall here with you. 
I hope you guys are getting your Friday kick-started. Once again, my buddy Pat Murphy from Bucknuts and 24-7 Sports. We're going to hit you with our Beers and Buckeyes segment on the podcast feed. So when we get done here tonight, maybe before some high school football comes your way, wherever you're heading out to tonight, whether you're going to our game, which is the boys are getting set up for the Bradley Jags at Dublin Kaufman. Nice little uh, OCC Central Division clash there. Matty Andrews and Tyvis Powell will bring it to you. Yeah, so so check out the Patrick Murphy interview. We talk some brews. We talk a lot of Buckeyes. That's, that's the name of the segment. You get the you get the picture. So starting something new here because we have about 7 million clips of sound that a lot of people here at the station do a nice job editing for us. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's Triple H right there. Sometimes it's Mark the Shark in the morning, Matt Andrews. Who, Bodie Wells, you name it, somebody could be editing these clips. Maybe even T-Bone edits a clip. We get a lot of access to Ohio State football, and we can hardly play everything for you. We got the the radio show. Once we've had basically a couple hours of sound, then we get the Thursday radio show exclusively here on the fan, so that's cool. And then it's just whatever Paul Keels and Jim Lachey want to throw at Ryan Day. And then we get an extra assistant in that last segment. I think that's cool as well. Who'd we have this week? You remember that? Was it Parker Fleming? I, I believe we got, yeah, it was. It was Parker Fleming. Talk to Mr. Fleming. Nice man. He'll help you. And uh, he was talking about special teams. And I know that's an area of the football team that Ohio State wants to improve in a little bit. Their return game, specifically. And he was starting to get the questions. Day was, I know, was starting to get the questions this week about, do you think you're going to find yourself in a position where you'll have to punt well to win the game. And Ohio State, of course, has had some pretty good punters here. And Mirko looks like that dude as well, following in the footsteps. Drew Chrisman, I thought, should have probably won the battle for the Bengals job. And Cam Johnson before him from uh, the Aussie rules, from the pro kick, right? It's They're good. And I think the answer is yes. You know, it's it's something where you will have to be awesome on special teams to win a full football game. When you get to those Three or four teams out there this year that are on your level, you're going to have to do all those things. Make 37-yard field goals when a drive stalls. You know, hopefully go three for three on your field goals if you're inside 50 yards. Whatever it takes. Whatever you got to do to win the games. But I want to set this one up from Ryan Day. I call this the clip of the week. This was from the radio show. I believe Jim Lachey was the questioner here, and they were talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. And good on him for having this kind of season. It's it's been remarkable. Whatever we could say beforehand, like we knew it was coming, it's another thing to then walk right through the door and execute the way he's done with the three touchdown receiving games again and again, nine on the, he's got more touchdowns in Iowa for God's sakes alone as a man. So Jim was pointing out his work ethic, sort of the way he leads by example on and off the field. And I thought it was a pretty interesting turn where Ryan Day went with that. Some other uh, content he was watching during the bye week came up. That's exactly right. I had an opportunity even in the bye week to watch a little bit of the Redeem team and see what Kobe did for that team. And it was very similar to what you're talking about. You know, it's like really set an example for, you know, what he thought 
you know, was going to be winning, you know, winning attitude, winning effort, and, and obviously turned into winning performance. And it's the same thing with Marvin. I think he treats it that way. And he's not the only one. You know, there's a lot of guys who really have sacrificed a lot. And, you know, so I think they understand you have to earn everything you get in this game. You, nothing's just going to be given to you. Just because we say we want these types of things, it has to be done on a weekly basis. And, and that's that's where the discipline comes in on a, on a week-to-week basis. So, you know, when you have leaders like that, it gives you a chance. You know, it's I, I like how... You know, like we played that clip in the final walkthrough where that one where Ryan sounded like he was on the cell phone because he was when he joins Buckeye Roundtable on Mondays. That's another exclusive spot where where we can get it for you on the Ohio State Sports Network that we air here on the fan. It was neat to hear Ryan Day talking about what he's doing with the family. You know, it just made me think of the old school clip, you know, right away. Oh, you know, uh, might go and uh, check out some bathrooms, tiles, maybe some flooring. Go to the Home Depot, Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't know. He's talking about the family photos and, you know, going to the corn maze. It's just it's great. You'll hear a coach. It's all football all the time. It's all football. It's just what's what's the X's and O's? What are we doing offensively? What are we doing to get better? How's CJ doing? A lot of times it could be the same stuff over and over again. I like hearing a coach get outside the box. Like in this clip about Marvin, he's talking about watching the Redeem team. It kind of lets you know he's like us. He's a human being. He gets some time off. He's going to get on Netflix. I think that I haven't checked out the Redeem team. Is that a Netflix show? Because I do want to check that one out. It is on Netflix. It yes. is on Netflix. It's it, uh, everything I hear about it. It's great. I want to check it out. But to go with the Kobe comparison now about Marvin, I mean, obviously we understand that's a big ask. He's but the fact that some part of what Marvin is doing, and then he watched the show a couple days ago, and there was a connection. There was a correlation. That's just a, applause to Marvin, not so much for what you are doing on the football field, but obviously the things you're doing off the football field lead to that. And that's pretty special right now. So, I mean, again, just really, really unbelievable stuff from this Buckeye football team all the way around. Some tags for you to finish up. Social media can be a cesspool. Allow us to navigate the waters. Hashtag Buckeyes. Sponsored by Hello Garage of Columbus. Goodbye mess. Hello, new garage. All right, HelloGarage.com to get a floor just like mine. You can lay down on it like I did this week. PFF College, at PFF underscore college, tells us Tommy Eichenberg has an 88.4 run defense grade this season. That is the highest among all Big Ten defenders. We're playing an Iowa team that's known for really good linebackers, but I've mentioned this about Tommy several times this year. He is maybe the biggest, maybe the best player on the defense and one of the biggest reasons why the defense has turned it around like that. Even even Lathan Ransom this week was just giving him his praise, and that was cool to see teammates doing that for other teammates. So just awesome. All right, guys, we'll have a big, big day. 6.30 a.m. coverage for Buckeye football tomorrow. Matty A. and Tyvis will have the high school football game of the week for you at 7. And Skip Mossick will get you previewed for it next. Have a good night. We'll see you next week on the Buckeye Show on The Fan. We've made it to the weekend, so join the party and crack open a cold one with the boys. Let's talk beers and Buckeyes with Pat Murphy. All right, here we go. We are coming to you from podcast land. A little podcast exclusive on a football Friday. It's Iowa week. Beers and Buckeyes with our guy Patrick Murphy from 24-7 Sports. You know, Pat, it's been fun coming on your little uh, 24-7 Sports YouTube podcast, little happy hour action. Every single thing we do somehow has to turn back to alcohol. Right, my friend? 
Yeah, I mean, why not? We we both enjoy it. We both enjoy it responsibly. Uh, we don't overindulge. We we know how to handle ourselves. So hey, speak for yourself, buddy. It, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, from what I've seen of you and the indulging in the beers, you tend to handle it fine. I just, now I don't know what you do on your own time. But. No, man, I don't know. Like we can, we're gr- we're grown men. We're adults. We can have this conversation. I mean, right. I I never really get drunk anymore. I don't. And the the place that I drink the most naturally it's the golf course. Like it's not at home. It's not oh, like yeah. when I'm out with friends. You know, and if you and I meet up at the Crooked Can, it's a great brewery, right? You don't want to be an idiot. Yeah. You don't want to be sloppy drunk out there with with friends and have something happen, but. And when I'm playing golf, though, it's weird. Like, I could, over a four-hour period, right, you take what your height, what your weight is, and you talk about, you know, your BAC and all that. I can probably comfortably have a six-pack over an 18-hole round, and I I could be totally fine. And I'll wait around at the club if I have to, if I feel like I've had too much. And honestly, I can stay at the club for two hours later if I have the free pass from the wife and I have the day to do it. Go back to the range, you know, work on the short game. But also when you're out and it's summertime, you're sweating it all out, like right when you're drinking it, you know. And then I'm crushing waters in between as well to stay hydrated. But I'm uh, probably for the most part at the golf course. But Getting drunk, we used to do once a year. If It would be me and my sister and her husband who we're really close with. So we'd have like a you know a beach week trip once a year where we'd meet them up and we'd, we'd go and just try to get drunk at a bar next to our place where we could just walk home. That would really be it. That'd be like the one time we'd like schedule a night of let's go after it. Let's really go for the gold here. I love it. I love it. I get drunk more frequently than you, but I also don't (laughs) golf, so I don't have that excuse. Uh, But I have a bunch of buddies who golf, and they definitely get after it on the golf course more than they probably would like people to know. So I won't uh, I won't go into that. But what's your excuse for too many drunken stupors then? Um, You know, you just one thing leads to another. You're look, you're on the road in this business. There's alcohol involved. That came up when I when I had uh, our Iowa writer on the podcast you referenced earlier today. We were talking about when we were at Big Ten Media Days, and you know you you, you don't get to see those people all that often in a non-professional environment. So when you're out on the road, which we've only done once this year, I guess uh, that happens. And you know when I'm at home, uh, I like to I like to see my friends. So alcohol tends to flow. Uh, I know those that listen to the fan regularly, especially early in the morning, have heard from Beam about our United group that watches soccer together, and we do that at a bar for a reason. So, um, yeah, it just it just happens. And, you know, my life is a little different than yours in that I'm not married. I do have a, a great girlfriend who I live with, but I don't have a child, so I don't have to worry about that. Not so, yet you don't. responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a whole separate conversation that we don't need to uh, we don't need to go into. And not any that you know of. That's the other part, Pat. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but no, uh, you know, it's it, it's great. I mean, you and I, there's just there's no better feeling. You know, I, I love I love to like if, if I've gone like three or four days without one and like, like a Friday night. Then I will get home, and I still have that, I, I say, kid in a candy shop, right? We're like little boys who just want to have their beers, right? It just it just the thought or the idea of just an ice-cold Coors Light sitting there in the fridge after a day, after a week of putting in the hours, right? And it's just you and maybe a Friday football game or a Netflix show, and you just 
Why am I even doing that? We can do that. Yeah. You just pop there you it. Go. There you, go. you just drink. You sip on it or you drink it fast, whatever you want to do. And God, it just. Yeah. And I don't want to. Life is I don't better. Give the impression that uh, I drink too much. I guess that may have sound, come across wrong. Like last weekend, I it was the off weekend. I went out to L.A. and I I was texting you the, the beers that I had out there. And we, we drank on Saturday watching college football. And then we drank on Sunday. We went to the Rams game. And then I hadn't had a beer until uh, last night watching football again. So, hey. you know, it's not like I, I overindulge. I, I mean, hey, why, why would anybody want to judge us off of drinking some beers? <laughs> I mean, I would, right. no, I would right. never judge anybody else for anything that they do. Never would I be a person to judge right. somebody. I've never done that in my life. Uh, yeah, don't, don't, don't count me. Don't check me on that one. But Pat, you know, that, that can kind of, there's our beer segment for right there. I mean, we just talked five minutes about sure. just why we love beer and, and that was glorious. I'd say my beer of the week. I did go uh, and give me just an old favorite. We were talking about a rogue. I think we've talked about that brewery before a rogue nut brown ale. So, whoa, was that the dog? Yep. The, the pup got excited with people walking by outside. She she tends to do that. She's, wow. She's our guard dog with with very little, very little bite to her bark. So uh, yeah, apologize <laughs> for. Uh, likes to be she, heard, heard rather than seen. No, I thought she was excited yeah. about the brown ale. There, it's actually it's a ha- <laughs> yeah. it's a it's Maybe called the rogue the rogue hazelnut brown nectar. So give some to the dog when you have a chance. We'll do that. Yeah, she just got to sitting on the couch very calmly and then lost her mind for a second. All right, People Pat. People walking by. Yeah, my bad. All right, so when uh, when we get into this this Buckeye football game, we talk Buckeye football here for, you know, we're not just going into Iowa week. Are you more so excited about the whole final six games together than just a game against Iowa? Because I, I am looking at it more that way. What about you? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we've, we, I think you've probably talked about it. I've talked about it enough this week. This, this Iowa doesn't have the offense to make this a game. And unless Ohio state implodes on itself, this game should feel a lot like some of the other ones, maybe not as high scoring as some of the games. Cause I do really believe Iowa's defense is very good, but yeah, this stretch run is, is going to be much more fun. I mentioned, you know, road games earlier, and I'm not talking about the beers that may be flowing and talking about going and seeing some, some competitive football. I think we talked about it previously. I think there could be an interesting game with Maryland before you, you head into the mission game, you're going on the road and this team has to be careful not to be looking ahead to that mission game. You've obviously got to go on the road at Penn state, which will be a big one in two weeks. So yeah, and, and, and you never know with a, a place like Northwestern where the, they always talk about the grass being long and things like that. I don't think the Wildcats would be a problem for the Buckeyes, but I do think this second half of the season is much more intriguing. And then obviously you got the big one, which could be, I mean, like one versus three, two versus four, two versus three in the rankings, depending on how it all plays out. Yeah, I mean, this this is what you play for. The, the end of the season in the Big Ten, is usually fun. I like the way the schedule shapes up because the Buckeyes are going to get tested and they're going to have a chance to really prove themselves, which I don't think we could say about most of those first half of the season games. Guys, we're on the podcast feed exclusively, so that means you're one of our closest friends here, and he's Patrick Murphy for okay. Beers and Buckeyes from uh, 24-7 Sports and Bucknuts. And, you know, uh, another thing that I think it's fun to look at for me for the final six-game stretch run, 
where you have that halfway mark. And I'm not the biggest stats guy in the world, but there's something about offensive stats for football fans, right? Like when you're chasing Heisman type numbers or Marvin Harrison Jr. with the three touchdown game things, that gets fun. And just the the fact that he's got more touchdowns than Iowa, right? It's just, it's silly. Are you looking at that? Are either one of those guys more intriguing to you with what they can do numbers? Because I'm looking at CJ right here, 1,700 passing yards, 24 touchdown passes, three picks. So are you you trying to look for the 50 mark by the time uh, we walk off the field against Michigan? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question with him because – well, I guess you can also add in, you know, you're going to have a Big Ten championship game. You're probably going to be in the college football playoff, right? So that'll give him extra time to get to 50. So what would you say? He's at 24 right now, so he's one shy of that uh, halfway to 50. I think that would certainly be interesting. Dwayne Haskins did that a few years back, rest in peace. And with Marvin Harrison, it would not surprise me if he has another three-touchdown game with how they use him, um, especially when they get into the red zone or get close to the red zone. He's, he's such a target down there. And, yeah, I know Jackson Smith and Jigba's likely coming back, and, and that's a guy who will certainly get targets if he continues to be healthy. But when you get towards the end zone, they love to use Marvin Harrison Jr. And, you know, we, we've seen it now three separate times. I don't know why you would go away from that unless teams figure out a way to defend a guy like that with, with his ability and his size. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think those two can kind of go hand in hand, right? If he's catching touchdowns, yeah. CJ's throwing the touchdowns, that those numbers are going to, going to jump. I will be interested too. what, what CJ ends up yardage wise. Um, you know, he, he has an opportunity here in some of these games and, and I know he's talked about not caring about the stats and, and all that, but we also see how much the, the Buckeyes throw. You know, he's going to have some opportunities to put up some really big numbers and, Again, if he gets Jackson Smith and Jigba back, the guy he's probably most comfortable with of the receivers, and if he's anywhere close to 100% on the field, watch out. Yeah, so Dwayne, by the way, just to clarify, he ended the season, the whole picture, which was would have been in his 14th football game with 50 touchdown yeah. passes on the dot. So yeah. CJ, definitely a chance to surpass that. Dwayne, with that incredible 4,831 yards, 50 touchdown passes, eight I, interceptions in 18. I think there were at least at the time when Dwayne did it, which was 2018, I think there were only what, like three guys who had done it. I know like Sam Bradford was one. I mean, there's, there's not many. Not I, many. There may have been a couple guys since then. And yeah, then, so, then you I mean, had Bailey Zappi just last year, throw 62 at Western Kentucky yeah. beat Burroughs record. Yeah. So yeah. Bailey Zappi, the, the next Tom Brady is what I keep hearing. Uh, at uh, the New England Patriots this year. It's got to get your start somehow. That's all. Someone's got to get injured. Someone's got to go down. Then you get your start. You're a Patriot. The rest is history. Yeah. Pat, um, you mentioned Jackson Smith and Jigba. I, I, I talked about him off the top of the show today, but what, what's your take on this? When Do you think he's coming back tomorrow? And it, beyond that, if he does, whether he's full strength or he takes another week to get into it, what do you expect from him down the stretch? Really laid out tough to say right I mean he is dealing with one of the weirder injuries in terms of being able to recover from you can get in sports because it can just nag and we've seen that you know he already came back once and he had to sit out more games after that so look I, I expect him to play against Iowa I just the way that they've talked about things this week Ryan Day's obviously kept it pretty close to the chest close to the vest but it, it sounds like everything is moving in that direction. He was, when we're doing interviews on Wednesday night on the indoor field, 
he's out there catching balls from the jugs machine for 20 minutes or so. You know, I, I know that that's something he does on a regular basis, but you know, he, he's also trying to get back and, and make sure he's ready to go. And are you doing that if you're not going to play on, on Saturday? I don't know. So look, that, there were two more days of practice. You never know what happens, but I fully expect him to play against Iowa. How much I think will be very interesting. You know, do they throw him out there and, and give him full go and whatnot? I think that depends on what the medical people say and, and how he's feeling. But I, I definitely expect him to play. How he will look, I think you could expect a little bit of rust. I think you can expect him to, to start off a little slowly. I mean, but, you know, if he catches one, you know, 40-yard bomb, then uh, I think he's, you know, kind of off to the races in terms of what he can do. And I think that'll, that'll come back quick. But, you know, don't be surprised if they ease him back into this offense, especially given that you have three other wide receivers that have put up big numbers while he's been out. And you don't need to rush him into, you know, playing 40, 50 snaps in a game right away. Well, Pat, this was good, man. We went heavier on the beers than the Buckeyes this time, but we that's did. that's we fine. We're here on a podcast here for our Buckeye show fans, and uh, we, we, we know a lot of everybody likes to enjoy a, a tasty brew every now and then, which is why we do this. I'll tell you, Kirk, this is going to be a rare bloodbath for a pretty decent Big Ten team. Kirk Ferentz will need the beers. His son, Brian, will need a case when he eventually meets his doom because that's just how that's happening eventually. They'll have to have that uncomfortable conversation at some point. But, man, this should be should be pretty ugly. We'll just see if they hit that 30-point spread, man. I actually learned today that Kirk Ferentz cannot fire Brian Ferentz, yeah. who is his offensive coordinator and son yeah. because of – certain laws so it has to go i believe to the athletic director to make Mm -hmm. that decision or or something like that so interesting dynamic there and look i think it's fine that we talked more beers than buckeyes because i've been to iowa on multiple occasions as a student as a as a media member there's a lot of beer that gets drank in iowa so it's, it's only fitting all right my friend we'll do it again next week sound good all right. Yep. Sounds good. We'll be on our way, or maybe we'll even be in, in Pennsylvania for the Penn State game next week. So it could be an out-of-state version of, of the show. Happy Valley, baby. It ain't going to be so happy for the Nittany Lions. Cheers, Pat. Yeah, cheers, Timmy. It's our friend Patrick Murphy from Bucknuts and 24-7 Sports. Always fun talking to him. And if you check this out, this was a podcast exclusive. You wouldn't have found it in the on-air show on Friday. So get your rest. Iowa week is here. Then there's just five more to go. We know what November 26 is going to be all about. The last regular season game. Buckle up. You put it all together. Like I asked Pat about, it's not just this one game against Iowa where you're 30 point favorites. It's the whole six game slate in general, because you got to win them all. You got to, of course, beat that team up North. If you want to be feeling good about yourselves going to Indy and then getting to be a dog in the fight in the college football playoff. It's just really what you want. Just just get to the college football playoff, and then we'll reconvene and see where we stand with all of it. Everybody, we will see you next time. Thanks so much for checking us out here.